Hawaii on Christmas Day. That's the island greeting that we send to you from the land where palm trees sway. Here we know that Christmas will be green and bright. The sun will shine by day and all the stars at night. Melukalikimaka is a wise way. Maggie O'Connell is the Mike Church Show's producer, and she used to be a people person. But people cured her of that. True story. No, it's a true story. She was a people person, but people cured her of that. <laughs> we have now two Mondays left in 2019 on our broadcast calendar. Mike Churchill here on the Crusade Channel asking the question, oh, the Monday. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Well, I'll tell you. What an eventful weekend. Right, Mike? For a transcript of what Matt Walsh will write in about seven months, write down everything the King Dude is about to say. <laughs> oh, I have 31 of those wild tracks, as Mr. Zions calls them. <laughs> At his suggestion, uh, greetings. It is a Monday. It's the Mike Church Show on the Crusade Channel, the last live radio station standing up in hell on a monday our call in line telephone number is the same as it air was 844-527-8723 844-5-CRUSADE email me directly my email address is the same as there was king dude k-i-n-g-d-u-d-e at mikechurch.com Official website for all things moi is online, mikechurch.com. Find today's pile of prep, freshly minted. Transcripts and highlight reels from the previous uh, day's shows are always posted on the site at mikechurch.com. And, of course, that is the link to get to the Founders Trading Post, where you're going to go today and buy your uh, men's, girls, and boys' gift boxes. I'd say ladies, but we are sold out of the ladies' version of the gift box. So <laughs> apparently people like having gift boxes prepared for them so that they don't have to. Um, uh, and uh, we've also done over 20 uh, gift wrapping boxes as well. I'll talk about just in just a, a, a moment here on uh, the uh, in, in the first hour here. Uh, we are, are going to have, they call him Fra, but he's Friar Anthony, Fra. Fra Anthony is going to stop by. He was supposed to come by last, uh, uh, last year uh, during Lent when he was visiting St. Jane de Chantal Parish here, right down the road in Abita Springs. Uh, but he's visiting now the church for Advent, and um, uh, he has some special stuff that he would... Love for more people to know about, some, uh, a project that he's working on. 
So uh, Fra will stop by and the second hour actually be here live right at the guest microphone in hour number two. And of course, uh, our live chat room is open. It is officially save for the candy cane guy, Ricardo Barrit, in the chat room, dead. So you will have to go in there and pump some adrenaline and some heartbeat and some heart and soul into it by going to crusadechannel.com forward slash chat. Perhaps we should check in with our Apollo 13 flight controllers. Apollo 13 flight controllers, listen up. Give me a go, no, go for launch. Boost. Chat room. Go. Director. Go. Vital. Telephone. We're go fly. Guidance. Guidance, go. YouTube. Surgeon. Go flight. Ecom. We're go flight. GNC. Guest microphone. Go. 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 Control. Go flight. Procedures. Go. Inco. Go. FAO. Wild tracks. We are go. We go. go. Recovery. Go. Capcom. We're go flight. Launch control. This is Houston. We are go for launch. We be go for launch. Again, uh, chat room, crusadechannel.com uh, forward slash chat. Folks, we made a miscalculation. And I want to talk about Amazon or Shamazon in the first segment of the program here. Uh, uh, among several other topics that come up, uh, that come to us via Twitter. One mistake and we'll kill you. Twitter. Federal Express or FedEx has informed us that today, seven, no, eight days, eight days away from actual Christmas Day. Today is the last day that FedEx will guarantee any ground shipments to arrive by Christmas Eve. In other words, if you have not already placed your order for regu with regular ground, you will not get it. There's no way I can ship out brand new orders today ground. So um, if you're uh, for shopping from now until Christmas Eve. Now, look, we'll have pickup service all the way through next Tuesday, Christmas Eve day. Uh, the FedEx will come by. They won't come by uh, uh, between Christmas and New Year's because... We'll be in break, and there won't be anybody here. Um, so it's not that we won't be shipping out. It's the last day that FedEx, the company, will guarantee a ground ship is going to arrive in time. And there are a couple of factors here that influence that. There are minor and there are major influences. Okay, minor influence. Weather. Could snow. Roads could be frozen. Uh, flights could be grounded, etc., etc. Uh, et, et that's uh, that. That's the major or the uh, the the minor condition. It doesn't look like there's going to be a massive snowstorm uh, Twix now and uh, in, in Memphis because uh, that's where the main hub is. Twix now and Christmas, uh, but it could happen. And you know, they, do, they do ship out of other hubs. Here's the major influence. Amazon. FedEx is struggling to keep a driver workforce because of Amazon. Now, if you don't know, let me try and explain this as best as I can. And I may be talking to some peop 
people are actually affected by this. Um, you may know that FedEx has resisted every attempt at one of the big unions coming into the uh, in, into FedEx and unionizing the workforce, drivers and uh, shipping depot workers and what have you here. So they're, they're not, un- they've resisted the unions. As a result of FedEx resisting unions, they have become largely entrepreneur-based. Now, if you don't know this, I'm probably going to surprise many people, go like, better charge, please! That's not true. I never heard this before. And I know my FedEx guy. FedEx is largely, uh, uh, especially the ground service, is largely populated, its workforce is largely populated by entrepreneurs who either buy or rent their own trucks and run them, and they do the maintenance on them. And in many cases, they actually hire the drivers. Like a guy will come in and he'll say, uh, okay, I'll, uh, I want to run in this uh, area, just use this area in the Mandeville, Louisiana area. I want to run five trucks. I'll buy the trucks or lease them from uh, uh, some company. We'll get them decked out in the uh, approved FedEx uh, you don't have to have the approved FedEx logo anymore. No, you don't. I mean, you can use a U-Haul truck or a rider truck if you want. Uh, but I'll have them decked out in the, uh, in, uh, with the FedEx logos. And then I'll hire the driver guys. And then FedEx will assign you a route. They'll give you like a, like a, like you're a paper boy. Like when I was a little cheerings, I was a paper boy. They'll give you a route. Uh, your job is number one, you got to deliver to that route. And number two, you got to pick up. Now, delivering, you don't make anything on. They don't make anything on delivering. They only make money on picking up. So they weigh the trucks. Come in, uh, you leave with, say, 700 pounds of goods to deliver. You come back with uh, anything that's over 700, um, uh, uh, and that's what you get paid upon. So it's an entrepreneur's kind of shipping business. Now, what's happened is... Is that Amazon is offering contracts, both long haul and short haul drivers. You may see these uh, Amazon Prime trucks all over the road these days. And uh, there's a reason why, and that's because Amazon is now running a trucking company. They've already put Celadon out of business, basically. Uh, they've put several other small, uh, smaller uh, route providers out of business. And now they stand on the precipice of driving several major carriers out of business. As a matter of fact, there's a story at the American Conservative Magazine site today that we're going to get into uh, about Shamazon and about how it's actually ruined Christmas. (laughs) And it may have ruined it forever. How Amazon changed the holidays, perhaps forever. Uh, We'll talk about this because, you know, we have a little bit of personal experience here because we've had FedEx uh, delivery service and you've been, uh, those of you that shop in the Founders Trading Post that are going to shop today. Again, shop today 
ground service is still guaranteed. Beginning tomorrow, I'd get a if if Maggie can get it out, she may not be able to. She's got a hundred boxes to ship. Um, if not, then the air services will would be preferred. Now, being here in New Orleans, Louisiana, um, we're a three day ship from most of the U.S. in normal times, three days, maximum of three days. But because of this crisis that we're talking about here where there's a shipping issue, this trucking issue, uh, that's been extended now. And plus you have the winter weather. So just wanted to pass that on, that express shipping is available in the shopping cart. You can do two-day express, three-day express guaranteed. I, I choose one of the uh, express options for your Founders Trade and Post orders today, uh, which means... We have uh, we didn't get anywhere near the number of gift memberships that the goal was a hundred, but we ship those in flats. So they, if you get it by itself, it comes in a flat. So I uh, I think there's now those I can ship out easily. If you order those today, I can ship those out easily. The only time-consuming part is gift wrapping. So if you want it to go out today, a gift membership. You can definitely send that today, and I'll get it out today. Yeah, so you need to go. We need 60 volunteers to go and buy their gift memberships today, complete with addresses on who to send them to, and we will ship them out to you today in flats, and we can get them out. Okay, that's there's that. So I'm going to come back to this and explain to you how Shamazon, it's the bald-headed Grinch, Grinch that stole Christmas. <laughs> Bezos. So we got that. Now, moving on. A couple of things from the Acting All Crusadery blog. You may see the headline, Sean Hannity, Faithless Coward. Hmm? There's a story behind that. And the story is that, I, I, what a coinkinink. I actually talked about this. I think it was on either Thursday or Friday show. Maybe it was, uh, maybe it was Friday about the uh, Fox News morning uh, show co-host Ainsley Earhart and her Bible study show. That's on this, uh, this thing called Fox Nation. That's their internet show portal. And uh, that... <clears throat> What a coinkydink. I just want to point something out. You can be anything you want to be in media, industrial, complex, mainstream media, as they call it. You can be anything you want to be. You can be Elon Omar. You can be Muslim. You can be rabbinical Jew. You can certainly be atheist, agnostic. You can be Protestant evangelical, but the one thing you are not allowed to be is an open practicing and maybe even, uh, what's the word, deferring to Catholic. You can't be that. They will not accept it and they will not tolerate it. Trust me, I have a little bit of experience in this field and I know a little bit about it. 
And we talked about last week the Catholic mind of, what's his name, uh, Tucker Carlson, and how Tucker is an Episcopalian. And uh, I don't know how I know that, but I know that. Uh, but he sounds, especially when he's talking about economics and stuff and about monopolies, he sounds like a Catholic. In any event, so Tucker can get away or, or, or can, can do this because he's, he's an Episcopalian. He's not a threat. You become a threat to the machine when you become a deferential Catholic. Now there's an issue and there's a problem. As I said, you could be anything you want to be except that. Can't be that. And the reason you can't be that is for the same reason that Satanists mock the Latin Mass when they do a black mass. And that's because there is a unique and universal authority that comes with that admission. Now, I was telling Mitch Churn the other day, what's a good thing Maggie O'Connell's in the chat room to put some things in there. Otherwise, I'd have to uh, refresh my page and assure myself that I wasn't just talking to the Three Stooges cutout. When's the last time I talked to the Three Stooges, said I was talking to the Three Stooges cutout? <laughs> it's been a while. Today, I'm talking to the Three Stooges cutout. But you know what? I got six broadcast days left before paradise, before a much <laughs> anticipated and deserved holiday. I don't care. I'll talk to that yellow cup of water there for the next five, six days. So back to the uh, the uh, the headline: Sean Hannity, faithless coward. Hannity supposedly is a Catholic. He's a cradle Irish Catholic. His mom and dad, you know, they they, they raised him and his. I think he's got a couple of siblings. Raised them up in New Teenock Teetland as Irish Catholics, as many were raised. And he's always been, at least tangentially, a, uh, in some manner, a, a Catholic. You might remember six, seven years ago when Alan Combs was still there. Gosh, it might have been more than that. It might have been eight, ten years ago when Alan Combs was still alive. And the TV show was called Hannity and Combs. You might remember that there was a priest, Father, um, oh gosh, uh, Nguyen, uh, or, or Duin, who, who, I'm trying to remember his name now. Um, he came on, he, he, had, he had heard he was a listener to the Hannity program, syndicated, and he had heard Sean talk about his beef with Catholic teaching on contraception. And he had written something that Sean Hannity is in a public position. He is a Catholic, and he's just gone against a foundational and fundamental church teaching on life. He can't do that. This is a public scandal, and he needs to correct it I mean, he's, he's correct what he said publicly. So what did Hannity do? He challenged the priest to go on Hannity and Combs. 
What happened? Well, for about 10 minutes, there was Alan Combs being a rational one and asking questions and going like, uh, Father, uh, isn't it possible that uh, that you could be... Well, there's the, the uh, video right there. Uh, uh, the poll has put the video in the chat room. Father, isn't it possible that you could be a Roman Catholic and be in a public position and uh, uh, not be for, uh, uh, for contraception? Is there, is there something in the church that says that you have to be against con- contraception? And the priest says, uh, no. There's nothing that says that you have to, but there is something that says that you cannot be a public heretic. <laughs> that you can't publicly, as a Catholic, espouse heresy, which Nazi Pelosi does with reckless abandon. Joe Biden does it with reckless abandon. And if you watch that video clip, it's in the chat room that no one's in except me, the poll, and Mitch uh, O'Connell. Um, <clears throat> watch that clip. And it devolves in a hand, and he basically screaming at the priest. And uh, the, the, the priest holding his ground and going like, you're just wrong, Sean. You're just wrong. You know what you're talking about? You're leading a lot of people into sin. This is the point. When you espouse this kind of heresy, and when you do it publicly... People might agree with you, and they go, i got a problem with that, too. And they may join you. Well, congratulations. Instead of, instead of leading souls to heaven, you'd let them on the road to perdition. Not a good thing. So, um, <clears throat> last week on the debut Ainsley Earhart Bible study show on Fox Nation, there was the uh, uh, Ainsley asked Sean about his Catholicism. That's where he dropped the bomb. I'm not a Catholic. I've left the church. I disagree. I can't be in a church that has institutionalized corruption. That's his words, not mine. Um, can't be a part of it. So I quit. What a coward. Real men do not flee the battlefield when their mother needs their protection. Real men do not leave their families because there's a problem in the family, because there's corruption in the family. Real men stay the course, provide the counter-argument to the corruption, and then live it. That's what a real man does. A faithless, lukewarm nanny coward flees the battlefield. I don't care if the battlefield is Fox News. I don't care if it's National Review Online, American Conservative. I don't care if it's the Keebler Cookie Company. And I don't care if you're working at Jiffy Oil, Jiffy Oil Changed, or Five Minute Oil Change, or whatever. It doesn't matter. Whatever your public vocation is, if you're blessed with the opportunity to protect, promote, and defend the faith, it comes before any other consideration. Real men, knights of the uh, Crusader Knights of the Most Holy Rosary, Crusader Knights need to know that. 
It comes before anything else that you will do. As I uh, like to say here on the program, if you're in the public and you do what I do, or in any sort of a field out there, you have interaction with the public, in today's climate with the rainbow flag and the tranny mammy shoving their ideology, their warped, evil, diabolical ideology down our throats, and, in the, and, and forcing people to comply or else be drummed out. There is a chance for white martyrdom every single hour of every day in modern corporate America. You're either going to take the white martyrdom or you're going to be a faithless coward like Sean Hannity. And you're going to deny. You're going to be St. Peter, basically. For the cock crows three times on this morning, on this on the next day, you will deny me, Peter. Nah, man, Lord, I'd never do that. I will not deny you. What happened? Cock crowed three times after Peter had denied, even knowing our Lord. So we're taught about this in the gospel, and Peter has given us it's just one example because our Lord says, uh, that as they have done to me, they're going to do to you. It takes real men to fight this spiritual war that we're in, ladies and gentlemen, and real women to back them up. Men that flee from this challenge, and because there's and there, because there are corrupt priests, corrupt bishops, corrupt cardinals, and yeah, right now, a corrupt pope, that has absolutely nothing to do zero point zero with the indefectible, infallible nature of the Catholic Church, erected and founded by our Lord Jesus Christ himself. You're either going to promote it, you're either going to defend it and defend it with your life, or you're not. You're a faithless coward. You're a lukewarm ninny at best. Well, men of church, isn't there an example out there of people that can just say no and just not say anything? Yeah, you can fly under the radar. There's no requirement that you ha- actually have to come out and defend. But when given the chance, you must err on the side of eternity. And when you choose, like from a Burger King menu... To publicly say things about the faith, you better get it correct. Hmm? So thus, I'm just wondering how many people are, uh, I mean, listen to this. And now I know this from having listened to Sean a decade ago. I probably haven't listened to Hannity in 10 years. As a matter of fact, if I heard it, I'd probably go, oh, no, turn it off. It's like fingernails on a chalkboard. It's one of the things that Hannity used to use. I don't know if he still uses on his show. To confer some kind of a title on a good caller that's made a good point. Or someone maybe that uh, called an opposition and he changed their mind. What does he do to them? He hanitizes them, right? This is a mockery of baptism. Baptized. I'm going to hanitize you in the name of, I, I, I forget the formula. Folks, 
This is the world in which we live in. There are no Bishop Sheens out there anymore. You know, Bishop Sheen won five Emmy Awards. Five. Count them. Five. He didn't win those uh, because they felt sorry for him. Bishop Sheen won those five Emmy Awards because he was a phenomenal broadcaster. And he was also a man of the faith. He was a, 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 one of the loudest anti-communist voices that there were on all of television when his show uh, was number one in the uh, new Teenock Teetland mark, uh, market. It was number one in Los Angeles. It was number one in Chicago. Name your big market. And uh, 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 Archbishop Fulton Sheen's TV show was number one rated. He was publicly encouraging the faith and the faithful. That's not going to happen on television any longer. It just isn't. Uh, you're going to have more Hannity's than you're ever going to have uh, in, in this day and age than you're ever going to have Fulton Sheen's. And it's a tragedy. It's an absolute tragedy because people don't have, if I can, uh, if, if you'll pardon my uh, braggadocio for just a moment, people do not have a light to follow as they have the light of, for example, the Crusade Channel to follow. We just don't. <clears throat> and it must just break the sacred heart of our Lord when he hears men like Hannity say, I've left the Catholic Church, but my faith in God is stronger than ever. Liar. That's impossible. Cannot be. So um, go to the blog. You can read it at the Acting All Crusadery blog. Middle Church is just sour grape because he has a lot of money and you don't. Whatever. Um, when you do this publicly, now you've entered the public domain, someone needs to respond to it. And by the by, there are a couple of priests that responded to this and chided Sean and told him, he needed to stop, and he needed to come back to the church, and he needed to stop his public apostasy. So I think I'm on pretty solid ground here on this one. 844-527-8723. Now, let me also state for the record that I wish this were not so. I wish I, you know what, if it wasn't so? We'd have a very different situation that we'd be dealing with here on uh, your own crusade channel because, because men have been told to flee the media battlefields. This is exactly what I'm talking about. When I talk about defending the good, the true, and the beautiful publicly and the fact that we have to do it and that someone has to do it and you have to do it for profit and you have to do it in opposition now to guys like Hannity, this is what I'm talking about here. This is why this is a vocation. It's a calling. It's not a career. Popular talk show host Sean Hannity says that despite leaving the Catholic Church due to institutionalized corruption, coward, his Christian faith and relationship with God continue to be the source of his peace, security, and fulfillment. Okay, well, then you're still a Catholic then. Sounds like Susan from the parish council. Now... Right now, there are some people listening going, I'm going to you're saying that you can't, you can't have a relationship with God and pray unless you're a Catholic. No. 
What I'm saying is if he's at the peak of the epitome of his relationship with God, then he's a Catholic. He's in Catholica, meaning it's universal, um, uh, then he's in unison with and in uh, communion with, if you will, the teachings of the 2,000-year-old institution known as the Catholic Church. People, uh, I, I got a piece of mail from a gentleman on Friday, and he informed me th that he was not going to rejoin the Crusade channel because of me. <laughs> he basically said, Mike, I, I, I'd love to listen to the constitutional scholar, Mike, but I refuse to listen to the Catholic Church middle church version. I love your history on the church, on, on everything except the rest of the world and the church. You and your false teachings. And then he proceeded to inform me of what an idiot I was because I'd fallen for this ruse that there's this, uh, uh, there's a pope and a church and there's one holy Catholic and upstart, the things they're in the creed, basically. And uh, I, I respectfully wrote him back and we had a, a little bit of a dialogue, and it dropped off after the uh, the second communicate. I hope he actually, the gentleman actually hopes, I hope he actually comes back and uh, gives the uh, Mike Churchill and the Crusade Channel and the fake, because he's fallen, oh, he's baptized Catholic, he's a Hannity. But he's fled the faith, and he's become his own pope, his own bishop, his own priest, and he's written his own catechism. Folks. Look, this is not me yelling at people and, and telling them uh, that this is, <laughs> that, that, that that's, and me assuming that that's what they're, the, they're doing. But their own admission, and my hand in his own admission, that's exactly what they're doing. Don't follow this faith because it's written down uh, and it's never, it's never and, it, and it can never change. It's infallible. Follow this one instead because it's new and modern. You see, well, if it's new and modern and there truly is nothing new under the sun, then aren't you kind of like inventing something that satisfies and suits you? Is a man more humble or less humble to conform his mind to something that this modern world is telling him he shouldn't do? In an interview with Ainsley Earhart, co-host of Fox and Friends and host of Fox Nation's Ainsley's Bible Study, that will be broadcast online. Hannity comes, opens up about his journey to finding God. See, you, you read the, just read the blistering condemnation of Catholicism. Is I'm sorry, I cannot remain silent when this is published by this ChristianPost.com. In other words, Catholicism gets in the way of communion with God. I've never heard anything more preposterous in the history of my entire 56 or 57 years on this planet. Hannity opens up about his journey to finding God, his current religious beliefs, and why he loves the Christmas season. And the host of Sean Hannity's show revealed in the clip shared with the Christian Post that despite attending Catholic school for 12 years, 
He is no longer affiliated with the Catholic Church due to too much institutionalized corruption that has not been rectified. So people that during the Arian heresy leave the church because the Arian heresy is, is an institutionalized corruption, and at the time it was not cor- corrected. Good thing that St. Athanasius didn't leave. So during the Donatist heresy, everyone should have left the church because the institutionalized corruption of the Donatist was predominant. Oh, then there was a man named Augustine that came along and defeated the the Donatist heresy. I could keep going. Pelagianism, Nestorianism, uh, Lutheranism, said... Name it. Institutionalized corruptions are part of the human condition. We're fallen men. You're going to have institutionalized corruptions. They're never going to end. Which is why I did that show Thursday and asked the question, what would you do if there wasn't an institutionalized corruption of sorts? However, Hannity said his faith has gotten stronger as he's gotten older. Well, then that would mean that you would be a better, more faithful and zealous Catholic if your faith has gotten stronger. Catholicism is the faith. It is the teaching and practice and defense of the faith. Regardless of what anyone may say, it is. It is the one recognized Faith that is going to be mocked, or if Christianity is going to be mocked or pilloried, it's always going to be some form or some teaching of the Catholic Church that's at the root of what's being mocked. I would say I realize more than ever that I not only need, but I want God in my life. Okay. I believe God created every man, woman, and child on earth. Again, People listening to this going, Minter Church, please. He found like a Catholic. Yes, he does. But again, you can't be that in public. And we as human beings will never, ever be able to understand the majesty of this creation. You think of, how do you create universes within universes within universes? It's beyond any comprehension, and it all fits beautifully. Very Catholic thing to say, Sean. Why'd you leave the church? I don't think you couldn't look at that objectively and not conclude that there is something so amazing out there that all of that was created. Again, that's a mighty Catholic thing to say. This idea that we're all a bunch of mind-numb, brain-dead robot stooges just walking around parroting whatever the Bishop of Rome is saying these days is preposterous. It's bigoted and it's not true. As a Christian, the conservative political commentator said, he wants to get to know that guy that knows how many hairs are on my head. Okay, now we're wading into some fuzzy territory here. The guy that knows how many hairs are on your head is not a guy. He's God. Describe him as a guy. What, you mean like your neighbor? 
I would like to know why I'm here. Okay, so he started off, and we're very Catholic. Now he's waded into total error. You're here, Sean. Let me explain it to you and anyone else that wants to know. Why are we here? This is the question that drives all these alien chasers, right? All these uh, all these banana nut weirdos who are listening to the stars. I'm not knocking banana nut, uh, Maggie. I'm knocking banana nut weirdos. They're listening to the stars. They're expecting that a spaceship is going to land, that Area 51 has the answer to everything. I just want to know why I'm here. I can answer that question. And the Catholic religion can answer that question. You want to know why you're here? You are here to love and to serve God. It's a pretty easy answer, actually. That's why you're here. God breathed a soul, a very unique one, into you when your parents cooperated with him to create your physical form. God cooperated, went, okay, here's a soul. I'll animate that. That's the Latin term for soul, animas. You are here, I am here to love and to serve God. That is your purpose. I don't need, you, you need to know nothing more than that. That's it. That, that's why you're here. All of this mumbo jumbo, I'm trying to find my purpose. Your purpose, your final, you know, there's four causes the philosophers tell us, right? There's the formal, there's the material, there's the efficient, and then there's the final. The final cause that you are here is to be a child of God and to love and to serve God. Pretty simple. It's not hard to figure out. I'm not breaking any news here. I shouldn't be. Mr. A. Aaron in the chat room has a statement on Hannity leaving the church. Weak men look for reasons to leave the faith. Strong men look for reasons to fight for the faith. The talk show host acknowledged, I feel my whole life has been a blessing. And what have you done with it? You know, I have the same argument with guys like, or the, or the same issue with men like, Rush Limbaugh. They've got millions of people that follow them. They can drop seeds of Catholicism and Catholic teaching, which, by the by, most Protestants agree with about 95% of it. We're in, we're in 95% union, you and I, my evangelical friend. Drop the seeds of it into what you do. But always... Be mindful of the fact that you do so as a reason or as a guide to those who may hear it and may not know what it is that you're talking about and to lead them to that path. And this is what was done in the ages of faith. And nothing else was tolerated or accepted. And you can read it in the writings. You know, Joseph Pierce can tell you when Joseph comes on this week and we do our uh, second annual Christmas uh, Piercing Truth Extravaganza. You know, Joseph is, uh, has written about this. Shakespeare, William Shakespeare. 
read the writings of Shakespeare. It's impossible to read Shakespeare and not conclude that Shakespeare was a Catholic, that he knew Catholic doctrine like the back of his hand, and that everything that he wrote was in concert and was in keeping with it. And yes, he told fantastic, beautiful stories of, re of people struggling with things. Marriage, theft, monarchy, all the things that were struggled with. But he always did it, and you could read right through it, that William Shakespeare was using theater to preach and to teach. There's always lessons in there. So in any event, if you go to the blog and you read this, then you can have my comments on it. Uh, and you can, or my written co comments on it. Now you've got my verbal comments. Uh, we should all pray reverently, zealously for Hannity to return and to make a big deal out of his return and to turn zealously toward the faith for the same reason that we should be praying as Melania is for the conversion of Donald John Trump of Manhattan to the faith. As I've told many people before, and they laugh when I say it, I say, don't laugh. That's not funny. It's not a joke. The conversion of Donald John Trump to the faith would be the biggest conver conversion in the history of the planet and of the hum human race since Constantine. <laughs> okay. Continue on now. Mike Church Show here on the Crusade Channel, the last live radio station standing. We now pause five seconds for our affiliate crusaders to identify themselves. Chat room is open. Oh, there's signs of life in there now. Crusadechannel.com forward slash chat. By the by, if you follow me on Twitter, <clears throat> one mistake, it will kill you. Twitter. I am at the King Dude. I got into a, I don't know how I got dragged into this yesterday, but I got dragged into a uh, tweet thread on the book of Genesis and creation. And this this young woman, I don't know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give her name, Lizzie Rize. This woman. Richard Barrett's had her on, on his show before, and he's asked her questions uh, about uh, about why she's a pro-abort and then running around calling herself a Catholic and saying you can be pro-abort and be Catholic. No, you can't. So, they, uh, so, so Lizzie and this, uh, this Ivy League young man, Trevor, we're beating up on this other guy. Now, Lizzie Rizé's got a couple hundred thousand followers on Twitter. One mistake, it will kill you. We're beating up on this guy because he had said that Genesis is history. And I'm like, you don't have to, you, you can be for creation and evolution. You can be for evolution and still be faithful. So one of them made the mistake of tagging me in this. And by the by, I am in contact with Hugh Owen of the uh, St. Maximilian Colbay Center, 
for the study and defense of creation, uh, the Colby Center has a 17 DVD series coming out on creation. And they made it into, into, into DVDs uh, uh, so that homeschoolers, and anyone else for that matter, so that homeschoolers could use it as teaching curriculum. What is the truth about Genesis? What, what's the book we have in the uh, Founders Trading Post? Genesis according to the, uh, uh, to the saints. Um, and, and anyway, I got dragged into this. <laughs> I got dragged into it, and then with great uh, uh, zeal, I stayed in the conversation informing these two that they needed to stop averring on the side of Darwin, and if they're going to do it, keep it to themselves. Don't publicly promote this nonsense of, evol uh, 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 of theistic, what, the, what do they call it? Theistic evolution is what they call it. That, that's the term. I'm, I'm a theistic evolutionist. Oh, you're a heretic. Congratulations. No, I'm not. I'm a theistic evolutionist, and the church said that it can be. No, it doesn't. <clears throat> They're all using this encyclical, and one paragraph from this encyclical from Pius, the, uh, 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 His Holiness, Pius Twelfth, I believe, Humani Generis, Generis, where uh, uh, Pius basically says that um, there are things that you can have a private and personal opinion on uh, and apply science to it. Now, he didn't say anything. He didn't write anything in an encyclical. and proclaim any teaching against Genesis as history. Instead, what he said was, newfangled telescopes, newfangled microscopes, newfangled scientific methods that reveal this and that and the other, that as a Catholic, you are free to use reason to the applied physical sciences or cosmological sciences. Okay, fine. That doesn't say anything about Genesis as history. It says absolutely nothing about it. And if he wanted to confront that, he could have. And he could have said, I hereby do, uh, 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 using my authority as the vicar of Christ, we do hereby proclaim and declare. And he could have made a pronouncement on it. He didn't come close to that. There's nothing in that. It says a word about Genesis. So here I am, and I'm being assailed on Twitter. I'm being called a fundamentalist wacko by these two punks, who I believe Mrs. O'Connell and Mitter Barrett have been banned by them. Now, this all started as a result of Bishop Barron saying that Genesis is not history. Yes, it is, Bishop you know, it, it is absolutely incredible. It's, it's beyond incredible. You have to keep in mind, this is the same bishop that told little Ben Shapiro, everybody goes to heaven. Except you, Hitler. Except Hitler. Everybody goes to heaven except Hitler, right. <laughs> so if you're in the chat room at uh, crusadechannel.com forward slash chat, you can see the, the tweet that started it all. Uh, uh, stuff I've ate says... I'm scandalized by Bishop Barron not doing something, accepting Adam as a literal person on uh, at word on fire. So he gave an interview, and he said, no, you don't have to believe that Adam actually was a person. 
He's a literal person. In other words, he's fiction. He's a fairy tale. There is, There was no Adam, in other words. What Bishop Barron basically said, that's an abject heresy. That's a heretical statement. Every single... I don't want to get into the theology of it because some of you people would be bored to tears by this, but that's, that, that is a heretical statement. Now, someone asked a question the other day, and I'll just repeat it. Where is Francis on this? This is something that needs to be corrected by a higher authority. Well, who's, who, who's Bishop Barron under? Well, he would be under the papal nuncio, I guess, but he'd also be under Papa Francis. There's no, uh, folks, there is no correction coming. No one's going to correct this man except us. Uh, what, a, what a scandal that is that the laity are rushing to the rampart to correct this. And going, uh, excuse me, uh, Mitter Bishop? Quote, Adam. Now, don't read it literally. We're not talking about a literal figure. We're talking in theological poetry. Adam, the first human being, close quote. That's just wrong. <laughs> that is just wrong. That is not correct. <clears throat> Lizzie's answer, saying the first human being, like means an actual person. I think he missed reading what he meant. Many priests I've talked to have explained it the same way. Hello, cha. Stuff I've ate. Now, don't read it literally. What does that mean? And then here, here comes young Trevor. It means that to be Catholic, you do not have to deny modern thumb. Reading Genesis in a literalistic way is a fundamentalist position. No it's not. So in other words, because we're all modern and stuff, we can just start denying things. Go like, well, science says. I don't deny science. I, 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 I don't deny the science of how water boils. I don't deny science of evaporation, condensation, and precipitation. I don't deny the science of... Bernoulli's law, for example, of why ships can float on water. I don't deny the science of modern plumbing with its, uh, with its, uh, uh, with its levels and its use of air pressure. I don't deny the science of anything, do you? Oh, but we're told. Why? And, and here, I have, a, I have a question for all of you theistic evolutionists. How is it a science? Where's your pictures? Where's your evidence that Genesis is in history? What's the evidence against it? There isn't any. And then you can read the uh, the message string. Uh, <laughs> as I as I uh, uh, tell this uh, uh, this the, 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 these two, uh, you don't know what you're talking about. You do not have the right to go into public and scream heresy, apostasy. You simply don't. Every tradition is law, son. And then this guy calls me a fundamentalist. This punk calls me a fundamentalist. And uh, that's when I did something that Mr. Barrett did not do, and Mrs. O'Connell did not do. And I said, respect your elders. I will not be talked to by a 22-year-old Villanova student 
like I'm a four-year-old in your little classroom, Trevor. And now, now fo- folks, Minister Church, you're lording it over. Again, people need guidance. <clears throat> I didn't scandalize him. I told him to respect his elders. He wouldn't talk to his father that way. Why should he be allowed to talk in public to any adult in that condescending manner? These modernist twerps. At any event, you can see the whole string. And then I checked out and went, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and quit. <laughs> it's Sunday. And I'm just going to kind of go ahead and hang out with my family and enjoy them instead of arguing with you. Okay. 844-527-8723. Our call in line telephone number. I have an I told you so segment today. The first Democrat to bail on the sham impeachment is a representative from New Jersey, a Jeff Van Drew, who announced on Saturday, on Friday, that he was quitting the Democrat Party and becoming a Republican and was going to vote against sham impeachment. So there you go. But that's just the first one. No, nobody's gonna get a gift from me. No, nobody, no, no, nobody. No, nobody's gonna get a gift from me. No, nobody, no, no, nobody. I've always thought that Christmas is the greatest time of year. But when I look around, all I see is violence and fear. Why should Santa risk his life to spread goodwill and cheer when there's no nativity allowed in town square this year? No, nobody's gonna get a gift from me. No, nobody, no, no, nobody. No, nobody's gonna get a gift from me. No, nobody, no, no, nobody. I made my list, I checked it twice for little David Sue. And if I could, I'd make my trip just to see those two. But what's a Santa Claus in this day and age to do when the only kiddies on the list are little David Sue? I usually check my sleigh out because the ride is mighty long. But I'm not leaving the pole this year. All I'm doing is singing a song. The elves, they work so hard this year creating these great toys so they can watch those eyes light up on good little girls and boys. But being nice and Santa Claus haven't done well, you see. Cause we don't celebrate virtue every night on our TVs. But Christmas is the time of year to make some amends. So Dasher, so Donner, get your team ready. We're gonna ride the south wind. No, <laughs> oh, nobody's gonna get a gift from me. This is Wild Track session number one, cut 17. And the guy with the $100 mattress coupons, he supports a Wild Track's right to choose firm or soft. Wow, what? What a conversation with Fry Anthony, huh? Better church play. Too much Catholicism on a Monday. Yeah, I know. Get back to bashing shift. Speaking of, Democrats are now losing their collective gourds. 
over the prospect uh, as I uh, played from Mitch McConnell last hour that when uh, the sham impeachment, if it gets out of the House, you know, people are talking about about this as though it's a foregone conclusion. The sham impeachment will go to a vote. Nazi Pelosi's not stupid. Shouldn't put something up. Shouldn't have the votes to do it. Blah, 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 blah. Well, we already have 10 Democrats, over 10 Democrats, who said, uh, can't we just do a censure thingy, Majiggy? <laughs> do we have to do the full-blown sham impeachment? Can't we just vote on, you know, like smacking his wrist? Then we have one con- conversion. One, uh, one member of the House of Re- Representatives has already flipped. That's Representative Jeff Van Drew, who's out. So there were 37 Democrats in the midterms that won congressional seats in congressional districts that Don John of Manhattan carried in 2016. So do the math. If that were 37 no votes. Now, you can reduce that down to 36 because one of them's already dropped out. So if that were 36 no votes, or is it 30? It was 35, so it was 34. If that were 34 no votes, then that would bring the tally uh, no to 229 to whatever they're the Democrats that vote yes. All right, if you're if if you if you're counting votes, that's what the vote tally would be. Now they say they're going that it's possible that this is going to be voted on on Wednesday, and that the uh, you know they'll have a day of uh, they'll have a day of floor debate. You know, each member gets uh, five minutes or two minutes, or probably two minutes, I imagine. Um, uh, to, to get up there and yelp and scream and holler. I have a question for the 30, for the 34 that remain in Trump districts or about a, a, a question pertaining them. How many of them are going to get up <laughs> be filmed on C-SPAN as being for sham impeachment? Here, let me tell you how many. Zero point... Zero. None. There'll be no one. Now, they may be conned into voting. Nazi Pelosi may take them if you tell them if you want to stay in the party, you will vote the way I tell you to vote. Now, that may happen. But they're not going to do it publicly. <laughs> they are not going to go out. Here. Here, think of it like this. If you're so concerned with Don John of Manhattan, Fat Jerry, and all the rest of them, and that he has to be, he must be removed, he is a threat to our very democracy. Listen, that and the other. Then I would expect those 34 Democrats that they would run and campaign on the fact that they did vote to sham peach Trump. This is my claim to fame. 
I voted to get that SOB out of the House of Representing. Now, bear something in mind here, uh, this calculus here, which just makes this that much more stupid. How is the Electoral College properly counted? Now, this is not how it is counted today, but properly counted. How is it counted? It is properly counted by what metric? How many electoral votes are there? 435. That's the number the House of Representing, right? Okay. <clears throat> Electoral votes thus are counted by what? Congressional district. Now, there's few states that actually counted by con- congressional district. Usually the way it's working these, these, and I think this is a tragedy, is that if a state votes majority, there's five, wait, wait a minute, I, I said 435, there's 535, uh, plus you get Guam, uh, Puerto Rico and American Samoa. So it's 538 total. Uh, <clears throat> but there's 435 districts. And that's really uh, it, the, the two Senate votes only come into play b- because if, if a state is carried in the popular vote, then the two Senate votes are going to be. But each state is going to choose by the amount of districts they have and then add two as electors. Now, the way that this should work in a truly federal system is that each district casts a vote. And it sends its elector to the electoral college. You go like, okay, the 5th district in Colorado voted for Trump. That's the way it ought to work. It doesn't work that way anymore. Uh, But for the purposes of this argument, the votes are still counted by district. And then amalgamated or, you know, uh, in compendium form, if you will, in toto, then put into the, the uh, to one state, uh, state saying, well, okay, we got 13 electoral votes. You get all 13 if you win state. Um, how many of the Democrats that are going to run for re-election are going to campaign of those 435 districts are going to campaign on the fact that they voted for sham impeachment of, of Trump. Now, if you're in a dis- district that's filled with left-wing lunatics like some in New York, California, uh, Washington State, parts of Florida, Illinois, etc., uh, here in, in Louisiana and in New Orleans, you could campaign on that. You, you, you could probably campaign on it. You wouldn't need to, but you could. When you view it from that point of view, there can be no doubt that politically speaking, the Democrats have lost their impeachment argument. It, is not, it doesn't pass the smell test with most people. And by the by, the polls depose. The polls continue to go down. You know, that has uh, Nazi Pelosi and Fat Jerry and Shifty Adam Schiff and all the rest of them out there going, eh, well, we're not doing this for polls, obviously. 
we're not doing this so we popular. Oh, you're doing it because it's the right thing to do. Well, if it's the right thing to do. Then you should be able to hold your entire caucus. Hell, Republicans should be on your side. The other side should be with you. But they're not. Anyway, I thought I thought I'd mention it. And then you got a headline like uh, like this. There's so many uh, stories to get into here today. 5.9 million individuals have left food stamps since Obama left office. million. The most up-to-date USDA uh, data shows that 5,975,736 people discontinued using food stamps, also known as Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, between February 2017, when Trump completed his first full month in office, and September 2019. Household participation in the food stamp program has gone down as well, with 2,493,912 households discontinuing their participation in SNAP, according to the USDA. There are currently still 36,222,055 individuals and 18,443,991 households Enrolled in the food stamp program. Still USDA officials, uh, DA officials, said that um, the numbers are preliminary due to the 2018 government shutdown, which affected food stamp administration, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and then there's more. At the, at the Great Recession's peak, during uh, former Obama, uh, President Obama's first term in office, enrollment in SNAP grew by 135% and cost taxpayers $78 billion. Breitbart News reported that the USDA recently finalized a SNAP proposal stating that those who are able-bodied and between 18 to 49 and without children's or dependents who receive food stamps for more than three months in a 36-month period, must work, go to school, receive job training, or volunteer to receive benefits. It doesn't apply to geezers. Well, there you go. What an irony. People are leaving the dole, as it were, in droves. Let me ask you a question. How does that play into kitchen table issues and what Democrat is capable of make, making the case that your that those uh, 5.9 million people are worse off <laughs> under Trump than they were under dear leader Chairman Mulbubble? How's that? How's that going to play in the so-called heartland? hmm? 844-527-872-TREY is our telephone number. Chat room open. It showed momentary signs of glory on a Monday. 
got almost a 40 chatters in there when Fry Anthony was on. But since it has gone back into volcanic status, by, uh, by that, I mean dormant. <laughs> All right. Politico says that Representative Jeff Van Drew's staff are all bailing on him after he switched from Democrat to Republican. Five senior aides. Now, I got to ask the question. The guy's only been in the House of Representing for, let's see here. He's only been in since January the 20th, so in 10 months. How do you become a senior aide in 10 months? Here's an even better question. Why do you need senior aides? And how many junior aides are there? Five senior aides. Resigned on Sunday as a lawmaker formally prepared to switch parties, stating they were deeply saddened and disappointed by his decision. In other words, they're never Trump lifers. They're infanticidal maniac lifers. The agent of Andrews' uh, Washington office wrote in a joint letter to his chief of staff that Andrews' decision to become a Republican after winning his seat last year as a demon, Democrat does not align with the values we brought to this job. Sadly, Congressman Andrews' decision to join the ranks of the Republican Party led by Donald Trump does not align with the values we brought to this job when we joined his office. Well, I think that's actually true. <laughs> it also states that Trump Republicans have worked to aid and abet Trump as he shreds the Constitution and tears the country apart. I'm curious to read and to hear people's commentary. Um, uh, there is a constitutional issue that Trump is definitely on the wrong side of, and that's his ridiculous executive order basically making Judaism a, a argument-proof topic. <clears throat> and I'm not the only one that's pointing that, 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 that's pointing that out. But as I said on Friday's show, there's no argument to be won here. You can't, you can't win anything debating pro or con on that. If you, if, if you go against it, well, then you're just a Zionist. Uh, you're, you're, a, uh, you're, you're, you're a Zionist or, or, or anti-Semitic or whatever. But the executive order, by its plain language, basically says you're an anti-Semite bigot. Which, again, I totally do not understand who it was that told, that told President Trump that that was a good idea. It makes absolutely no sense. Matter of fact, somebody was pointing this out. Uh, I think I read it on Zero Hedge the other day. I, I, I read it on, on Friday uh, when I was blousing around Friday afternoon. Trump is going to be relying on evangelicals to go back out to the polls in November of 2020 and reelect him. More evangelicals than last time. Why would you do something like this that can be used as a cudgel to peel away or to discourage the evangelical vote? It just, it, 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 politically speaking, it makes no sense. It certainly isn't constitutional. In any event. 
Uh, let's see here. What else do we have in... Uh, oh, I've got, how could I forget this? So for the first time since 1958, Louisiana State University has a Heisman Trophy winner. And he's a good one. Chat room is open again, struggling for life. I think we should just put a 38 to its head and kill it, but that's just me. CrusadeChannel.com forward slash chat. Uh, <clears throat> Joe Burrow, the Joe Burrow show, uh, not only did he win the Heisman on Saturday night, the uh, Heisman Trophy Award, he won it with the most lopsided vote count in the history of Heisman balloting. So it was almost unanimous that Burrow should have been the Heisman Trophy winner. There's a, there's a little meme in uh, the chat room of Joe with his B-U-R-R-E-A-U-X, his Burrow jersey. <laughs> and he came out on, on senior day, his last game at LSU. Um, I'm going to talk about Joe Burrow for just a moment um, because what is not to like about this guy and this story? So he's highly recruited out of high school. Everybody knows that he can play, right? And he goes to Ohio State. And uh, I think he might play for what? What does he play for one year or maybe a couple of games? And then the superstar uh, uh, quarterbacks eclipse him and he's benched. So he sits on the bench for one year, the remainder of, the, of his freshman year. He never gets on the field in his sophomore year. He never gets on the field in his junior year. He gone. Now his dad is telling him, and is uh, they're telling him, you know, son, you're not those, those guys in front of you. You know they're dedicated to them. They're just not going to play you. You want to look at your options. So Joe starts uh, starts looking around. And one of the people that he comes in contact with is someone that has a tie to LSU. I forget who it was. Um, yeah, you know what, uh, Cornelius? It may have been Urban Meyer's way of getting Joe out of the Big Ten so he wouldn't have to play him. And that's one way to beat the competition. Draft him. <laughs> in any event. Um, Joe comes down here, and we've just had a coaching change. Thankfully, that turkey goon moron, grass-chomping idiot, Les Miles, is finally, he gone! The LSU athletic director has finally had enough of the grass-chomper. And uh, then the uh, offensive line coach, the guy that you know today, go, go Joe, is Ed Orgeron, is made interim, okay? Remainder of the season is pretty good. Eddie O goes on to be named the head coach. And uh, um, uh, that spring, Joe Burrow comes down here, meets with Coach O, meets with the, uh, the uh, um, who's, uh, 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 um, oh, Insminger, Steve Insminger, the, uh, the uh, uh, offensive coordinator for, uh, for LSU, and they like him, and they say, hey, why don't you come play at LSU? You play your senior year at LSU. 
And if you want, you know, you can even stay an extra year as fifth year senior. So um, this kid who has not played in two and a half years, didn't play, didn't take it a snap. LSU takes a chance on him. So they bring him in. And uh, the first season is ro- rocky. You know, LSU loses to Troy State. Uh, Joe Burrow looks, he looks that might be a little something there, but not uh, not everything that you see today. And uh, there's all this talk of, uh, well, you know, maybe Miles Brennan ought to, uh, ought to replace uh, Joe Burrow. And they're going to let, let's go out and get a heavy recruit, this and that and the other. Um, and Coach O, to his credit, says, Joe's our guy. Joe's going to stay. Now, while he's doing this, and he said this in his, in his Heisman speech, which if you haven't seen it, it's worth watching. Um, uh, he says, I want to thank Louisiana for taking me in and adopting me and making me one of their own. You know what, folks? I like to talk about this because... It's one of those things that there's not enough of, but there's also not enough accolades and attention paid when something like this happens. I talked about this on Friday's show, and I told some people about this, and they go, like, okay, Mike, I can tell you're excited about Joe Burrow. I said, yeah, I'm excited about Joe Burrow. <laughs> uh, Louisiana is named for what? Who? St. King Louis the Ninth. Prior to it, look, it's on Fox News right now. The uh, LSU quarterback Joe Burrow wins the Heisman. I believe that was the first LSU Heisman since 1959. Proud Tiger here. Go, Burrow. Is Sandra Harris an LSU grad? Is she? I didn't know that. Uh, In any event, Uh, Let me finish with the Joe Burrow story. New Orleans, Louisiana used to be known as the cradle of Catholicism in the Mississippi River Valley. There are so many miracles that have been worked here. There's so many saints. St. Francis uh, Xavier Cabrini, for example, came here and did not want to leave. Founded a bunch of schools. There's still a Cabrini school here. Um, uh, She founded churches. Uh, uh, The city is, and I tell people this, outside of maybe St. Louis, or formerly St. Augustine, the most Catholic city in the United States. And Louisiana remains, by its law and by its custom and tradition, people love to talk about Louisiana. Why? Because it still has that Catholicity charm to it. There's a charm to being a good Christian. There really is. There's a beauty in it. It'll be oh, Louisiana and the food. Well, yeah, well, what's food? It's life. And of course, our Lord tells us that He came to give us life, and He came to give us to uh, give it to us more abundantly. Now, He meant spiritually by that, but the people of Louisiana—they <laughs> may take it spiritually, but a lot of them take it uh, physically when it comes to food and drink and what have you. But if you've never been, you know, you can come in and you go like, "Oh, it's our swamps, and it's hot, and it's humid, and there's no opportunity." You know, for uh, our young people that leave. Joe Burrow found an opportunity here in Louisiana, didn't he? Maggie, somewhere around the nine minute, if you could get me a time mark where Joe thanks Louisiana. Um, Joe Burrow found an opportunity here. So here's this young man that comes in here, 
And I, I don't believe in accidents. Uh, my friend, uh, the mayor of Tucson, Rusty, actually has a, a high school fr friend that went to college, northwestern Louisiana, with Coach O. Now, let me just walk you through this story and why our love of our homeland, Patriam, is important. So Ed Argeron is a Louisiana native. He went to college at Northwestern Louisiana State. That's in Monroe. Um, he traveled around and, and, as, a, as a coach, but he ultimately he wound up back where he wanted to be here in Louisiana. His sons went to high school with my daughters and my son. Um, so uh, we actually would see Coach O before he was, I think it was worth the San Diego Chargers from time to time. He would volunteer some of his time to coach uh, the high school boys. The fact that Joe Burrow comes here and adopts Louisiana as kind of his, his adopted home, that the people adopt Joe Burrow as one of their own. He told a story in the Heisman about how Coach O always made sure that they had plenty of gumbo and during crawfish season, Hundreds of pounds of crawfish, <laughs> crawfish, <laughs> boiled crawfish uh, after uh, after spring training <laughs> exercises and what have you here. It's just a it, it's 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 a it's a wonderful story. It's a wonderful story about staying home and bringing it home, which you can do here. Here, I, I got a little uh, piece of the clip here. I'd like to thank. Louisiana, the entire state. Like I said earlier, just just a kid from Ohio coming down, chasing a dream. And the entire state has welcomed me and my family with with open arms and and invited us in to to be native Louisianians. I've, I've learned to, to love crawfish and gumbo. <laughs> and, you know, during crawfish, during crawfish season, we, Coach O makes sure we, got, we have pounds and pounds and pounds of crawfish during that year. Um. Oh, there's a little bit more. He's, uh, he starts crying and he thanks, he thanks Coach O. Um, but, but just this, this story here, you know, this could happen in any state and I would still be happy and I'd tell the story. So you have a coach that's from a native Louisiana, goes to college in Louisiana, winds up coaching the, the premier college football program. I don't want to talk about the uh, NCAA. I don't want to talk about all the squandering of money and all that. I don't care about that. I mean, I do, but at this moment, I don't. It just tells a great sto story about staying home. Man, bring it home. Love your state. Find something to love about it instead of always mocking it and making fun of it and spending your entire life telling your children to get the hell out of your state. No. Now, if it's new Teenock Teetland, yeah, you got to leave. And this guy, after he did his little speech, instead of looking at the Ohio State coaches and going, ha ha, look at you, see where you are now, he went over there, shook their hands, and gave them a hug. Yeah, he thanked them for giving him an opportunity. Um, uh, it's it, it just, it's a classic. He's going to be the number one draft pick, I suppose. But just think about the Joe Burrow story from no one. Now they're going to play for the national championship. He's got the Heisman trophy. He broke every, now I want to put this into, into focus for people talk sports for just a moment here. 
And I'm sorry to take up so much time, but look, we had Fry Anthony last hour and a great first hour as well. Um, Joe Burrow broke every Southeastern Conference single-season record that was worthy of being broken. Yardage, plays, touchdown passes. I, I can't remember all the records he broke. May I remind you, Peyton and Eli Manning played in the SEC. Hmm? Remember that. Peyton and Eli Manning played in the SEC. Johnny Foosball played in the SEC. Jalen Hurts, Tua Tagovailoa, played play in the SEC. <laughs> So, the Joe Burrow story and the LSU story this year is a St. King Louis IX Louisiana story. You know, you have the specter of Jamar Chase and uh, Clyde Elaire, uh, uh, Elaire Edwards and the, uh, the, the story of this kid who was given a scholarship to go to Catholic high school in Baton Rouge then becoming a uh, LSU Tiger, you have Jamar Chase doing the Signum Crucci, signing himself after every touchdown pass. There's another LSU guy. It's just it's a great story. There's so much wrong with the world, but sometimes so, sometimes we ought to find things that are right with it, and we ought to point them out. And we should remind people that oh yeah, well there's the Joe Burrow story. That's. <laughs> Uh, there's the LSU story for 2019 that will extend now and uh, 2020. Yeah, you guys are, you're all right. Dak Prescott played at uh, Mississippi State. That's Southeastern Conference. Joe Namath played at Alabama. That's Southeastern Conference. Joe Burrow broke every passing record in the Southeastern Conference in, in one year. Matthew Stafford was an SEC quarterback. No, I mean, there, there, there's something here. My main point, though, is Patreon, the homeland. And the fact that there is a homeland to pass on and to teach p people like Joe Burrow that come here. And by the by, you know, Joe's mom and dad, Joe's dad is at every game. And he's not in a box. He's not in an elite box. He's in the bleachers with the rest of the fans. Believe the TV cameras find him every game, but he's in the bleachers with every other fan. Um, I just, I, I just, <laughs> what's not to like about the story? But again, at the end of the day, it's about our state. And uh, it's about our state as being a pro-life Christian heaven for good people trying to live a good life. A lot worse places you could wind up in. And I bet there's something in your state that you can, unless you live in New Teenock, Teetland, or in California, or in Washington State, there's something in your state that you could say the same thing about. And we just don't talk enough about that sort of stuff. I want to, okay. So, again, he doesn't need my congratulations, but I give them to him anyway because he certainly earned them. And as far as I'm concerned, Joe Burrow is an honorary coon ass for the rest of his life. 
If you don't know what a coon ass is, I'm not swearing. <laughs> it's what Louisianans used to be called, used to call ourselves. I don't know the origin of it or whatever. I do, I do know that as a gag, the legislature bar- uh, banned saying coon ass in official documents or something like that back in the 90s. It was, uh, it, it was funny. But uh, Joe Burrow would be an honorary, not a Cajun, an honorary Louisiana coon ass. Uh, a couple of things here. In September of 2017, in the year of our Lord and Savior, Anno Dobani, 2017, I um, learned about a new original animated show on Netflix called Big Mouth. And... I learned that it had child pornography in it. There was a demon that was, I'll just give you an example. There was a demon that was shadowing a 13-year-old boy and uh, was encouraging him and then giving him tips on masturbation. There was a scene in the second episode where a 11-year-old girl, 11, had a conversation with her fully exposed nether region. She was looking in a, in a mirror that she held in the near the nether region and had a conversation with the talking female private part. This is straight-up porn here. Uh... Midish Chur and I canceled Netflix the day we found out. I didn't keep it so I could watch the third season of Daredevil or anything. We canceled it. We did shows upon shows. This is in September of 2017. Uh, we continued over the next, the course of the next two years and three months, finding out other things about the uh, programs that aired on Netflix and telling people you cannot be a good, a Christian with a good conscience, clear conscience and be a Netflix supporter or subscriber anymore. You need to cancel it. 2017. Now, all of a sudden, Oh, canceling Netflix is all the rage. Because as I call them, the Catholic media mafia has now suddenly discovered they still don't know about Big Mouth. Oh, but there's a gay Jesus. Okay, we got to oppose that. It's an outrage. It was outrageous when they had child pornography on it in 2017. Where were you? Oh, but now that Matt Walsh and Michael Voris and Taylor Marshall have discovered gay Jesus and pitched public hissy fits. Now, I'm going to sign a petition. Ooh, what a great Christian you are. Signing a petition. You know what Netflix is going to do with your petition? They're going to wad it up and light cigars with it. They're going to burn it. (laughs) Whatever, dude. The only language they understand is money. Cancel. Cancel. So... I react with great humor 
And welcome, all those guys. Welcome to the club. Welcome to the protest. Now, how did we know this back in 2017? And by the by, this is another reason why your friends and family would benefit from being Founders Past members. That means that for two years and three months before the Catholic media mafia pitched a public hissy fit over Netflix, people have been lollygagging around, including the Catholic media mafia, with Netflix subscriptions, and money is fungible, right? Right? Their subscription money was used to fund things like Big Mouth. Look, there are dozens upon dozens of things similar to Big Mouth. Oh, but now we got a gay Jesus, a homosexual Jesus. Well, that's a bridge too far. I'm going to get mad and I'm going to sign a petition. Like on Friday, I was playing that clip on the Barrett Brief when Richard was talking about this uh, from the movie, uh, uh, oh, what's that? Team, um, Team America. Hans Blix visiting Kim Jong-il. <laughs> Hans Blix, oh no! Mr. Neil, you have, you have, uh, uh, you have promised the UN that you would allow us to inspect your, your palace. <laughs> and if you don't let me in, I'm going to, uh, you must let me in or else. <laughs> Kim Jong-il said, as my hands. Or else we will be forced to write you a nasty letter and tell you how angry we are with you. <laughs> So, for two years and in three months, at least, and I'm sure there were objectionable things that we would have learned about long before Big Mouth on Netflix, people that frequent the Catholic media mafia were still subscribing to Netflix. It was only the Crusade Channel the Mike Church show that made a public stand. This look, those shows are actually published. They're not, they're not, they're not for members only. They were published. We implored people to listen to them and just do a little due diligence on it. You need to go pound sand, Mr. Church. We love our Netflix. There's nothing wrong with it. Okay. So I'm just gonna gloat on that one just a little bit because many people dropped. Subscri subscriptions to the Crusade Channel. And I, I talk about an irony. People drop subscriptions to the Crusade Channel because I have the unmitigated gall and audacity to talk about Catholicism. No one drops a subscription to Sirius XM or Netflix when entire shows are dedicated to undermining, mocking, and bashing Catholicism. So you're just you're, you're allowed to talk about Catholicism on any radio or television station in the world and be a hero as long as you're opposed to it. As long as you find out what's wrong with it and then you mock it or impugn it or malign it. Oh, that's fine. You just can't be for it. By the by, that whole episode with Hannity and Ainsley Earhart, I want to know when Martha McCollum or Bill Hemmer are going to be given a catechism show on Fox Nation. What is Laura Ingram going to do the hanging out with Fra Anthony show on Fox Nation? Huh? Laura's a Catholic, last I checked. 
Never going to happen. And yet people have the gall to write me letters and tell me what an imbecile, what a career I ruined, and this and that and the other, because I dared to talk positively from time to time about Catholicism. And believe me, we do our share of talking poorly about fallen men, but never in the church, but never about the church, her teaching, and its beauty, as, as we did with Fra Anthony this morning. If you missed it, second hour, get it on the content app later today. You need to download the content app. You can do so in the iTunes store or Google Play store. You'll need then to upgrade the founding brother. Who else brings you this stuff the way that the Crusade channel does? No one. So anyway, I have this story here from, uh, from Church Militant. Thousands of Brazilian Christians are canceling their subscriptions to Netflix. In protest against a movie portraying Jesus as having a homosexual relationship with Satan. Muslims in Brazil have decided to sue the producers of the blasphemous film. Over one and a half million people have signed an online petition urging Netflix to axe the movie and take action against the producers for their alleged insensitivity towards Christians. Do not sign a stupid petition. Cancel. It's the only thing these people understand is money. The First Temptation of Christ, uh, released on December the 3rd, features a homosexual Jesus bringing Orlando, his boyfriend, home to meet Mary and Joseph. I, I mean, who conceives of this and thinks it's funny? As well as a love triangle with Joseph, Mary, and Jesus as participants. I'm, I mean, again, here you go. This is an outright, straight-up, sacrilegious blasphemy against the Holy Family. Hey, those of you that have not joined the Crusader Knights of the Most Holy Rosary, our little confraternity at MikeChurch.com, what do you need to join? Agree to Rule 1 and Rule 2, which you can see on the website. Can you throw the link to uh, Crusader Knights, uh, the Holy Rosary, in the chat room for me, Maggie, please? Um, agree to Rule 1 and Rule 2, and then do the daily uh, rosary with the intentions. What's one of the intentions? What's intention number three, Crusader Knights? To bring about an end to the infamy that's cast constantly in all forms of media in every hour of every day against the divine example of the Holy Family. For the grace to practice devotion to the Holy Family and for the grace to promote devotion to the Holy Family, Our Lady Walsingham, our patroness, pray for us. Now, now do you see the necessity of why we need to have these kinds of intentions? By all means, cancel. But you're in a secular world with most people that aren't going to agree with you and don't care anyway. Even if they did, they're not going to cancel. they got to have their next episode of Stranger Things, right? This, is, this would be a heroic act of virtue to cancel and to, to tell people, I will no, long, no longer be affiliated in any way, shape, or form with a company called Netflix until they denounce what they've done. 
And no, they would never do a show about a homosexual Muhammad. Never. They never do a show about a homosexual Buddha. They never do a show about a homosexual, name it, Vishnu. They never do a homosexual about a, a, a show about a homosexual Indian chief. Our Lord, Our Lady, St. Joseph, the Holy Family, oh yeah. Jesus tries to downplay his relationship with Orlando, who hence the pair are more than just friends. Orlando is paired up with Jesus for a 40-day desert trip, linking him to the devil who tempts Jesus in the wilderness. So now our Lord does not go off to go fast and pray. He goes off to have a sodomitical affair and hang out with the devil. I mean, folks... This is a provocation here. These people that did this, they want to provoke us. But here's, look, you provoke by, not, by being virtuous. Don't be affiliated with it in any way, shape, or form. And then through fasting and prayer, like Fry Anthony said, the friars used to pray all the time. And there were millions of them that were doing it for grace to combat stuff like this. This is why it's allowed to enter the world. There's not enough grace to stop it. Jesus, who's hitting the big 3-0, brings a surprise guest to meet the family. But the party holds other surprises, states the Netflix blurb. In addition, there are hints that the conception of Jesus was not virginal and that Mary would betray Joseph. So in other words, Our Lady is portrayed as an adultering slut. The flick showing Jesus as a closeted homosexual is produced by Brazil-based Porta dos Fundos, a YouTube comedy group that angered Catholics in 2018 with a movie titled The Last Hangover. So these people have this penchant for sacrilege and blasphemy, and they think it's funny. They make comedy out of it. There's nothing funny about it. Bishop uh, Palmeiras Dom Enrique Suarez da Costa blasted the first temptation of Christ as extremely disrespectful to the Christian faith and is urging Catholics to cancel their subscription to Netflix as a gift to our Lord. Should have done it two and a half years ago. In the midst of preparing for the Lord's nativity, Netflix has slapped the face of all Christians, spat in our faces, mocking our faith. The bishop said he was a subscriber to the streaming platform, but this week I undid my subscription. I had to undo it. It was the least I could do. I deleted it and feel, felt happy, contented, as one who pays tribute to someone much loved, he said. But it took this long. Cancel and state you're the reason. Uh, uh, let's see here. Uh, Bishop DeCosta noted that the film was instigated by the demonic force 
that has inspired so many hearts and minds in these times of neo-paganism. Cancel and state you're the reason as lack of respect for the religion of others, he urged. No! It's not the religion of others. You're canceling because these people are not only, not only are they pornographers, they're idolatrous, sacrilegious blasphemers. They've mocked the Holy Family. That's all you got to do. You gong. By the by, any company, any corporation that embraces the rainbow flag and the tranny mammy agenda also mocks the Holy Family. Don't do business with them if you can avoid it. Now, we should be expect to be mocked because our Lord told us uh, uh, as he was hated, so would we be. So I, I don't have a problem with the mocking per se. It just means that uh, the bad guys, the demons know that the faith is still and that grace and the faith are still in this world. So they want to try to get rid of what, what little of it remains, right? So be of good heart when you hear that this is going on for, on one level that the bad guys are still playing the game. Uh, Brazilian missionary to England, uh, Father Jonas Brigato, told the church militant that both Catholics and Protestants in Brazil have united against this profanity against our faith. And, and then, uh, there are others. They show some of the ads uh, in this story here. Uh, it's, uh, folks... Two years and four months ago, we told you Netflix was not worthy of a nickel and was worthy of your daily prayers against them. So now, finally, they push the envelope too far. They're going like, oh, didn't uh, uh, the, the kitty porn and the tranny on Stranger Things and all this other stuff, uh, that, didn't out, that wasn't enough? Oh, here you go. Watch this. Hold, hey, fellas, hold my bear. Now, there's a similar story with the Hallmark Channel. Hallmark Channel pulls same-sex wedding ads after viewer backlash. I want to know when Midas Chur watches uh, a lot of uh, cable television shows. Uh, Investigation, Discovery, and and, uh, Joe Kinda and stuff like that. Now, you can't turn those channels on unless you record the shows and then fast forward through the commercials and not be clubbed over the head with homosexuals peppering the television commercial. Do you remember last year? Remember, remember, they didn't do it this year, and I don't know why. Do you remember, remember last year, the Omaha State Company had the pair of sodomites exchanging an Omaha State Company gift, and they kissed, hugged and kissed each other and thanked them? Do you remember this? There's these commercials that run for this drug that lets you remain in a sodomitical relationship with someone and keep the sodomy or the lesbo activity up and not worry about AIDS. It's Travada. It's Travada. Oh, I used to have to worry about having multiple, like, partners. But now that I've got Travada, I just have the buggery with anyone I want to.
The Hallmark Channel has stopped airing four commercials featuring a same-sex wedding after backlash from viewers. Oh, where did the LGBTQ where did the gay Stoppo get a hold of this? <laughs> Those commercials will be back on. Countdown in three, two, one. The commercials were for the wedding planning website Zola.com. The ad that sparked the backlash, backlash ended with two women, one in a white suit and the other in a white dress, kissing. The other ads that were pulled also featured same-sex kisses. So, ladies and gentlemen, more evidence that what you have been learning here and have been told here that there simply is, look, there is no one, no one, there is no media entity that will stand against the Gestapo Zietkis. They just won't. <laughs> they won't. Look, there's money to be made, and that's all they truly care about. One million moms immediately asked Hallmark to pull the ad, collecting comments from viewers about how the commercial ruined their experience watching the family-friendly channel. One million moms subsequently announced and spoke with Bill Abbott, the CEO of Hallmark's parent company, Crown Media Family Networks, who confirmed that the Hallmark channel has pulled the Zola.com commercial featuring a same-sex couple from their network. He, he reported the adver advertisement aired in error, but he was informed about it after hearing from concerned One Million Mom supporters. The call to our office gave us the opportunity to also confirm the Hallmark Channel will continue to be a safe and family-friendly network. Praise the Lord, One Million Moms announced. How much you want to bet that the rainbow flag will be flying high and proud on the Hallmark Channel come Pride Month? How much you want to bet? Abbott raised eyebrows in November after suggesting the channel may begin to feature homosexual storylines. They, they just can't help themselves. We're open to really any type of movie on any type of relationship, he told The Hollywood Reporter. Hallmark's removal of the lesbian ads and Abbott's conversation with one million moms suggests the channel maybe listening to its loyal viewers rather than the LGBTQ mob. That's because the LGBTQ mobs only had a day to act on this. Give them time. Give them time. Don't worry. This whole saga is just getting started. Oh, this is just, they're just, this, that was the warm-up. I don't care how many letters or how many screeds the activist mommy publishes about this. Hallmark is going rainbow. Market, dude. You heard it here first. Then we have uh, da, 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 da. <laughs> Minnesota, uh, miniature. Are you going to talk about Brexit? Well, I'm glad that Brexit. Uh, this is the thir third time the people of the UK have gone. Uh, we want to leave the European Union. And uh, <laughs> it's the third time they've gone to the polls and it said, yeah, uh, we don't want to be in the European Union anymore. We want out, which they should do. Uh, by the by, the, uh, Brexit is, is the most significant political event prior 
to the election of Don John of Manhattan in the 20th century. Maybe in the 20th and 21st century, rather. It's the most, since the War of Northern Aggression, it's the most significant event because at its core, it is a popular, a populist smackdown of one world government and one world capitalism at the end of the day. And as you're talking about this Hallmark thing, uh, Mitter Barrett just sent me a story. They already did reverse it. Hallmark has already caved yet. Oh, you got the story? So Mitter, uh, uh, Mitter Barrett says that, oh, King Do, they already caved. They already went LGBTQ. Anyway, I'm laughing at this, this story Mitter's O'Connell hands me. <laughs> now, first I'm laughing at it because I'm reading uh, uh, Katie Faust's dialogue with her daughter. Then I'm laughing because Mitter's O'Connell says, well, here's the title. Four ways to help your kids fight assimilation into cultural leftism. Okay, well, you actually only need one way. Get them out of public schools. Homeschool. <laughs> that's, re that's really the, uh, the one that you need most. Is the one most people won't do. I think S.C. Iceman had mentioned that Hallmark had already caved earlier today, too. Uh, in any event, ladies and gentlemen, you cannot escape this. You got to understand, listen to Mike Churchill monologues and take some of them actually seriously, because I do mean them. When I tell you that it's going to require heroic acts of masculinity and femininity and modesty, lots of prayer and lots of fasting to survive this secular diabolical Zietgeist that's everywhere. I'm not kidding. When I tell you that you can't fund, stop throwing money at Amazon, uh, it's going to come back to bite you in the rear end. I wasn't kidding. I don't say it because I like to hear myself talk. <clears throat> then we have this. Uh, Paul Bryan at the American Conservative Magazine site. How Amazon changed the holidays, perhaps forever. Now, again, the Founders Trading Post is your gift-giving HQ. Can't tell you how excited we are here, all two of us, <laughs> at the phenomenal response to the Catholic Corner gift boxes, the hand-picked and handmade gift boxes for a lady. Out of young boys' boxes as well. And I only have two men boxes. Okay, so we sold out. I mean, we're, we're just, we're, we're ecstatic about this. We, we, we sold out of the ladies' boxes the first week they were available. They gong. And we have now sold out of the valet, the young fairings for boys' boxes. They gong. We're almost sold out of the men's boxes and almost sold out of the little flower boxes. And if you want ground shipping, you need to order it today. Even though today is the last day we can actually give it to FedEx and no guarantee shipping, I think that they can get it there on time. We can't guarantee it, but order today. MikeChurch.com forward slash shop. So stop shopping at Amazon. You know, someone tells me, we're just good at Amazon again. My boy. 
Minter Zions the other day when I uh, and I talked to him, uh, and he goes, uh, Minter Char, Minter Char, I thought that you might have given me the boot over there. You and Can, you and Maggie might have given me the boot. By the by, did y'all hear Maggie's rejoin this morning? Uh, Maggie's little uh, uh, first thing when no one's awake. Wild track. The Mike Church show has not been listened to and found wanting. It's been found intelligent and left untried. <laughs> I don't remember which one is yours. I had to look. Well, I got the script here. Hang on. Which one is uh? Yeah, but nobody was listening. Mrs. O'Connell, you said by your own admission, nobody heard it. You are number five. You're number five. Here, this is five. Maggie O'Connell is the Mike Church Show's producer, and she used to be a people person. But people cured her of that. <laughs> we have 30 of these things. And by the by, I have five for the Barrett Brief. Hmm? Uh, this was actually, I can't take credit for it. This is Mike Zion's idea because he's a listener to the station. Mike said, you know what you need, King, dude? You should let me do some wild tracks for you. I said, what's a wild track, Mike? And then he told me, and he said, now, I can write one or two, but I'm not a writer like you. So, <laughs> so, so I, I, it took me about an hour. I, I guess I, I spent about an hour. I plan to do 20 more. I just, you never know when you're going to hear one. I might just need to take a sip of water, and then I'll play a wild track. The Mike Church Show, serving the hard liquor of truth to men who want to get drunk fast since 1992. <laughs> okay. Uh, how Amazon changed the holidays perhaps forever. Oh, but go ahead. I'm just going to get it at Amazon. Oh, you lazy fat slob. Do you not realize? By the by, Amazon's goal is to put people like us out of business. These people are evil. This is this guy writes about it in this story, and he's like, I can't believe that people fall for this. Though a huge, through a huge predatory pricing scheme, Jeff Bezos has transformed every aspect of our gift-giving experience. The tradition of holiday shopping has long been an economic boon to businesses across the country. Sales soar, setting hearts aglow, both behind the till and beside the Christmas tree. Classic scenes of snowy streets and warmly lit storefronts come to mind, with mitten-clad families perusing shops while enjoying steaming mugs of hot chocolate. Yet recently, there's been a new salesman coming door-to-door with holiday shopping offers. Stooped low under the burden of unpaid taxes and smirking as he ports a briefcase jammed with cheap Chinese-made gadgets, the mysterious bald fellow seems to already know what you want and offers amazing discounts. A dutiful drone buzzes alongside him ready to dispense fresh new items at its master's command. The man's name, Jeff Bezos. His game, Shamazon, the most valuable company on planet Earth. Around half, now listen to this. This is, this is how sad this is. Around, uh, by the way, our chat room is open 
And there are actual human beings in there in this last hour of the show. CrusadeChannel.com forward slash chat. We could get into five digits if five more people would uh, stop in. Um, around half of Americans surveyed this year said they plan to buy their holiday gifts from Shamazon, and three quarters said they compare prices with Shamazon before buying elsewhere. Approximately half of all the money spent online by Americans is estimated to have gone to Amazon products and services over the past two years. Half! The company sells more toys, books, clothing, and electronics than any other business on earth. And its Shamazon Prime service has more than half of all American households under its umbrella. There is evidence to suggest that Shamazon intentionally delays shipping times for those who don't have a Prime account. And once customers do sign up, they rarely shop anywhere else. You know why? Because they send me and Maggie pieces of hate mail going, I can get free two-day shipping from Amazon. Uh, first of all, there's, not the, there's no such thing as something's free. It's not free. Second of all, anyone that has to actually pay for second-day shipping is subsidizing your free, okay? Um, Normal people can't afford second-day shipping. Let me just inform... It's at least $35. Let me just inform you of something. Shamazon is about to put... United Parcel Service, and FedEx out of business. FedEx is teetering on the verge right now. Of the more than 350 million products sold on Shamazon, only around 12 million are sold directly by them. Most others are sold by third parties. Shamazon is not primarily interested in being the biggest player in the market, rather it wants to become the market. I've told you this for years. Uh, with increasing numbers of people searching for items to buy on Shamazon directly, rather than through a search engine, the site has moved closer to just that kind of dominance. Transforming from a small internet startup in the, in the mid-1990s that ran on almost no profit for two decades into a booming behemoth that has become today the Seattle-based giant is a true blue American excess store. And he goes, blah, 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 blah. Although Shamazon is not legally defined, as not a legally defined monopoly, according to the Department of Injustice's cautious parameters, it falls right in line with any other historical monopoly in that it stifles competition and significantly shapes the contours of its own market. In other words, it is a monopoly. President Trump appears to agree, having referred previously to the company's huge antitrust problem. Although, ironically, Shamazon has been one of the biggest beneficiaries of Trump's corporate tax cuts. As the company begins gobbling up more of the market, traditional antitrust proceeding may be needed may need to be expanded in order to take on and protect consumers and workers. It may also be necessary to crack down on the profusion of counterfeit products and scams that use Shamazon 
to hawk their wares. There's a credible argument to be made that Shamazon is also a monopsony, referring to an economic scenario in which one market-dominating buyer can artificially set prices to sellers because it also is their primary customer. You know, ladies and gentlemen, this is why, and when I publish our next book, The Incredible Catholic Mass, when some unnamed individual finishes editing the text for me, we don't care if we sell anything on Shamazon anymore. Half of what we send them that they ask for, they send back to us. That's because they have a new policy for people like us. If it doesn't sell within five days of them receiving it, they ship it back because they need the space. Right. So if we do ship things to Shamazon, there's a good chance they're going to send them right back to us. And I'm out the 12 bucks for the shipping. So why do we even bother? If it's not a big oil, if they're not asking for 30 copies of something, I don't. Road Independence, the movie, or the Spirit of 76, the movie, or Humility Heart, I, I won't send them to them. I just, I just won't do it. You, if you can Google search it, you know, Mr. Uh, our, our director of search engine optimization and social media, Mr. Ricardo Barrit, is working furiously behind the scenes to search engine optimize every product that's in the Founders Trading Post and the Catholic Corner so that when someone does look for it, they would find us in a list of the search results. Now listen to this. So Shamazon is a monopsony. This phenomenon can be seen in situations like Amazon's heavy influence on courier companies like FedEx which might well be sleeping with the fishes without Bezos' business coming their way. And in fact, they could be history in any case, since their business is being supplanted by Amazon's private fleet and bevy of drones and trucks. I am not allowing a drone to deliver anything to my house. Uh, as the job provider par excellence, Amazon also creates various neo various neo feudalist fiefdoms in communities where it provides the vast majority of jobs, allowing it to push employee wages to the bottom of the barrel. Meanwhile, the company has hundreds of employees working in artificial intelligence as it continues to phase in more advanced automation technology and expand its drone delivery services. These people are straight up, straight up, Skynet evil, all right? That's right, that's right Maggie. There are, dozens of, uh, there are dozens of companies Amazon could well crush in just the near future, including auto parts stores, pharmacies, Bookstores, they've already crushed the bookstores. They gong. Can they get you book on Amazon? No. You can get it at MikeChurch.com. I don't want to eat church. She may be shipping. Oh, yeah. The guy that delivers it to your house ought to do it for free because Jeff Bezos says that he does. No, he doesn't. Courier service like UPS and FedEx, office supply stores, fabric stores, and various online platforms for gaming and streaming. By the by, 
Amazon S3 streaming services, the biggest provider of bandwidth in the world. Did you know that? The federal government uses Amazon S3 streaming services. That means that if Bezos ever decides to do so and you're using Amazon streaming services, he could, for political reasons or cultural reasons, kick people off. Now, you can't have your video streamed by our S3 service. You violated our rules of content. By the by, oh, 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 oh I forgot. You people. Oh, oh. <clears throat> have you seen all the people that are now being kicked off of YouTube? Just as we told you that they would. Now, because we never played the monetize the channel game with them, and our traffic is slight, we may be flying under the U-Boob radar, but I have a contingency plan in place of where you'll be able to watch the daily televised version of the Mike Church Show. Okay? I've already gamed it out. I already, I already know what the, what the backup plan is. They're going to kick all of us off. They want to be Netflix, Yubu. They want to have their own original content. They don't want to have anything to do with any people like us. <laughs> we are a nuisance. We're hogging their bandwidth and their server space up. As figures on the left, like Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren have pointed out, Shamazon is getting away with too much. Sanders wants Shamazon to pay its fair. Look. Here, the way to beat this, son, some antitrust lawsuits and the rest of the Silicon Valley. System of monopolies, Pride Book, Google, etc. The way to beat these people is to deprive them of funds. That's what that's look. You keep buying from them, they're going to keep making it. It's as simple as that. Um, people don't even stop to think twice now. They just go, oh, just get on Amazon. Why are you going to get on Amazon? Why don't you go down to Pennington's Hardware? It's right down the street. Ah, I just get in my car and drive, and I'm fat and I'm lazy. I don't want to have to drive. Uh, if I order today, the mail, mail lady will deliver it tomorrow, Sunday. Really? None of this is subtle. Amazon hurts workers and small businesses. It hurts workers by creating a one-stop employment environment that leaves employees taking the scraps from Bezos' table. Shamazon contract workers have sued the company, alleging it paid them le less than minimum wage, while allegations of harsh worker conditions are rampant. Shamazon workers might not be living in cardboard boxes, but they're certainly packing them with your orders for a depressingly low amount of compensation under major pressure. Uh, folks, let me just go back over what we, we covered this on Friday's show. That woman that wrote that piece about the Catholic mind of Tucker Carlson. This is what it comes down to in Marica in 2019. This is your choice. You have to make it. I can't make it for you. It won't apply to everyone because there are people in unique situations that simply cannot escape the corporate world that they're in. But this is the solution. It's the only tenable, 
solution, and it's the only solution where we actually could maintain and somewhat control the delivery vehicle. Wherever possible, you, fair listener, must find something that you love to do and that people need others to do and you need to fund it and work at it yourself. Be your own boss with all the pain and the ass that it is and all the struggle that it is, et cetera, et cetera. It has to be done. It is the only way out of this. And then you won't worry about Amazon. You'll be fighting for market share like we are against forces that we can't possibly compete with. You know, I was listening to a Brother Francis lecture, uh, Ethics Number 9, about the 30-minute mark of Ethics Number 9. And Brother says something that's just, <laughs> I heard it and I went, that's exactly correct, Brother. Um, and I don't, I never thought about it like that. Brother said that, you know what, I think I have it here. Brother said basically that what I just suggested that you should do, that most people would be horrified to do it because of the size of, or, or uh, because of the, of, of the size and the power that, the competitive force brings to bear. Here, so right around here. And our own salvation, council. It's the it's a supernatural. It's a something a disposition given to us by the Holy Ghost that corresponds to prudence. That makes us see and choose correctly what will help most to the glory of God and our own salvation. This gift is one of my special favorites, especially for a group like ours that have so much in common, on whom so much depends, facing the whole world that either has no faith or else is losing the faith, fighting a crusade, and a crusade is war, against powers that would terrify us if we did not have confidence in the power of God. Decisions have to be made day by day. If I have the duty and responsibility among you to be a teacher and in some sense to be making decisions, ultimate decisions, responsible decisions, there's nothing I should pray for than to have the gift of counsel. So you just, I, I just wanted to play the part about the crusade. We are, we, we are in the crusade. And I, he's right. We should be horrified <laughs> of the multi-bazillion dollar corporation known as the Sirius XM Satellite Radio. It should terrify anyone to compete with that. Are you crazy? We should be mortified of competing with the multi-bazillion dollar corporation that is Emmis or Cumulus Broadcasting or Cheap Channel or any of them. Tribune Services. I told you, I got whacked. I got whacked. 
Within two years, being too Catholic for satellite radio, gong. Too Catholic for uh, uh, local news, ABC television, television, gong. We should be terrified of competing. They crush us. They're going to squash you like a bug, miniature. But because we bring our faith to bear, because we choose patron saints, because we have a patroness who that we truly entrust, somehow, by grace, we're not scared. I don't, I don't fear them. I'm not scared of those people. That's why I'll go on, my, on our blog and say Sean Hannity is a faithless coward, because he is. And he's a disgrace to Catholicism because he threw her under the bus in her hour of need, backed it up, and ran over her again. So the guy concludes on the Shamazon story. Amazon pays low wages, often below industry standards, and had already indirectly caused the loss of 149 thousand American retail jobs as of 2016 and has been responsible and has crushed 22,000 small businesses. Same-day delivery has pushed Shamazon's contract workers into such desperation that there have been numerous fatal crashes and pileups. Other drivers have had to urinate in their own vans in order to deliver packages on time. Why? Because you have to have your Chinese tchotchkes now. That's why. Shamazon's control also cuts into the experiences that surround holiday gift-giving and browsing. Gift-buying is supposed to be fun. It should be acting in a labor of love, right? Part of a day out with the family or a nice stroll downtown. Now it's become a stressful ex exercise and trying to click on all the right items while typing in a credit card number hunched in front of a glaring screen. It's time for legislators to act, both to prevent Shamazon from further excesses and to set a precedent. This Christmas, after eating a delicious turkey from Whole Foods, we can hope, hey, Shamazon owns Whole Foods. We can hope the Casa Amazon also receives a special glittering gift under the tree. Antitrust action. Merry Christmas, Mr. Beasles. Good comments in the chat room at crusadechannel.com forward slash chat. Dwight says, I wonder how many IT professionals have been canned due to Shamazon Web Services Cloud. Good question. Um, I wonder uh, how many people, have been, uh, small booksellers, your local bookstore, have been put out of business, can't compete. The only thing they can do is put a coffee shop in and sell a couple of books now. It's the coffee shop that keeps them open. And if Bezos could figure out a way to deliver that, he'd do it. Final day for guaranteed ground shipping. Shop, shop, shop. MikeChurch.com forward slash gift. Folks, we are going to grow this channel by three digits January of 2020 
because you, all of you, are going to give some, someone a three-month or a one-year gift membership. Do you know that Todd McClure has bought four? Ashley in Florida has bought a couple. Some of you have equaled Mr. McClure. So some are stepping up to the plate. Not all of you. And you all need to do it and take it seriously. Just look at the stuff that we have been talking about here on this show and on the Barrett Brief and on the True Money Show. In just the last month, the need for more Crusaders. It's not just a desire, it's a need. Should be apparent. Are you man or woman enough to step up to the plate? Go to MikeChurch.com forward slash gift and give that gift membership. We are asking you to do it. All right. Let's see what's on today's Barrett Brief. Speaking of, we got to have a lot to do. Shipping, shipping, shipping today. Mitter Barrett, what is on today's Barrett Brief, sir? Ahoy, ahoy, Mitter Church. Before I get to that, very quickly, thank you to everybody that was praying for my father-in-law. His surgery went absolutely well. He is now resting home. They got every bit of the uh, the cancer in his throat. So thank you for all of you that were praying for him. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, so just just off the top, thank you very much, folks. That's the best gift we could have gotten this season. Uh, so yes. Uh, real quick, we're going to talk a little bit about Jeff Van Drew and, and how the rats are fleeing the ship. Uh, what the AP thinks you should know. Folks, go buy, go to Bulldog Kia today, buy as many, buy a gasoline car because by 2022, every car, Jeep is going to completely electrify their lineup. The, they're going to lose. They're, yeah. they're going out of business. Everybody is. I mean, every this is the mandate, though. GMC's head said they're going to do the same thing. Ford's come out with that ugly abomination of a Mustang that's an electric. So if you're looking to get a car in the next two years, go to Bulldog Kia and get a gas car now before they make it illegal. Or, <laughs> or just go, go find older, find the biggest, find one like mine. Find one that just pisses people like Greta off. Go find an excursion. I know Mike says we don't need them because we don't, but go grab the biggest no, diesel chugging massive truck you can you, at this point. You, have, <laughs> you, you have purchased the biggest car and you drive it thinking that there will be forever <laughs> supplies on growth of gasoline to put into your stupid cars. How dare you? I, I wonder if I can get a, I wonder if I can change my horn. To have it say that every time I beep it. <laughs> that would just be, <laughs> I mean, such a troll job. Speaking of troll job, Greta tried to, or her publicist, whoever it was, tried to make another point. She was like, I'm sitting in this overcrowded train in Germany trying to get home. And the German rail line was like, uh-uh, uh, you were in first class, sweetheart, so don't even give me that nonsense. <laughs> it, it just, it was, it, it was hysterical. Um, uh, uh, did you see the meme where she's sitting in, the, uh, in, in, in a leather uh, Ikea-looking Ikea chair, and uh, her, her, she's posed with her mom, and uh, in the background there's a, a leather couch and another leather chair, and the guy goes and researches how much they cost. And he goes, saving the world by banning leather. Uh, 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 Ikea chair, Ikea couch, $8,667. <laughs> saving the world by banning leather, priceless. 
I mean, she is just she's just ripe for it. No, I haven't seen that one. I got to look it up uh, because it sounds hysterical, actually. Um, let's see. We have a bunch of other stuff to talk about as well. Uh, you oh, s- you've yeah. stolen my adulthood. How <laughs> dare you? Just go back to Sweden. Go away. Uh, the Democrats are looking to boycott their own debate because they know nobody's going to watch it. Uh, but they have all the, oh, it's racism because Cory Booker can't get in or whatever the case may be. But they realize this is their admission that, yeah, we're not the Republicans. We don't have a Trump that could drive 14 straight uh, primary uh, debates. And then we'll do our box office data. Folks, when we when uh, Clint Eastwood's movie was in the margin, but it, it looks like it's not going to do as well, uh, Richard Jewell, uh, because it, it's not performing well. And Wonder Woman is not going to use her sword in the new movie because, Mike, it's too aggressive because it's a freaking sword. <laughs> I'm going to, I, I sword, I sword, I think about swordplay in your general direction. <laughs> How dare you? And then, I don't know if anybody saw this, Taylor Swift was at one of her stupid award shows and she dragged George Soros for funding the guy that's some stupid copyright thing. Of course, the internet was quick to go, Taylor, you vote Democrat. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> and then, of course, the world famous, you've got to be kidding me. All right. Sounds, uh, sounds like a plan. We'll see you in 20 minutes. Talk to you all then. All righty, folks. MikeChurch.com forward slash gift. MikeChurch.com forward slash gift. MikeChurch.com forward slash gift. That's where you get the gift memberships. Get them today so we can get them out. And guarantee that you'll get them for your friends and family or enemies in time for Christmas. MikeChurch.com forward slash shop for all your other gift giving. Again, time is of the essence. Time to shop, shop, shop till you drop. The Barrett Brief is up next. And then great radio all day long here. We are 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You never know when I might break in with live breaking news. That's what we do here. So Mike Church. Saying thanks for listening. May God bless you and Mary keep you.